0: And this article and, you know, these psychologists and neuroscientists are saying, yeah, that's exactly what we're finding. Right. But they also say that, so yes, you can choose, you know, which emotion do you need to help in a certain situation? Your brain is having that conversation. Mm -hmm. Like, I see a bear. Should I love it? Should I Mm -hmm. hate it? Should I be mad at it? Like, what do I do? What's gonna help me survive? Well, probably fear, <laughs> you know, like probably gonna be fear. Now we laugh because this is our our like version, but your brain has this conversation in a heartbeat.
1: Yeah, I'm laughing because I was just thinking about Buddy the Elf and the Elf when he goes up <laughs> to the raccoon. He's like, oh, look at you. And then the raccoon jumps <laughs> on his hug. face. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, go yeah, ahead. That's, You're rolling. That's
0: exactly it. You're listening to the Addicted to Fitness Podcast, brought to you by Elemental Training Tampa. Now, here's your hosts, Nick and Shannon Birch.
1: Thanks for stopping by and checking out another edition of the Addicted to Fitness Podcast. We've got a roller coaster of an episode today. <laughs> uh, absolute roller coaster.
0: Nice setup. We're
1: gonna, yeah, we're <laughs> going to go, I'm gonna, we're going to bring it down a little bit. Probably a little, some stats <laughs> about mental health that are probably less than uh, uh, exciting.
0: They're not, they're not going to make you happy. Yeah,
1: but then we're going we're gonna to bring it back up. We're going to go back up the hill the
0: exciting. exciting part
1: and talk about the benefit of being excited and other uh, related emotions and how it can help mental health.
0: And how you can control it.
1: Exactly. There you go. That's very See, <laughs> I always knew you would bring it around. Oh yeah! All right. So before we get into this roller coaster of an episode, uh, we want to thank you guys for listening uh, for your new. Uh, individuals who are tuning in, welcome to the Addicted to Fitness podcast. To all the old school listenum, listeners, 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 welcome back. Um, please, if you haven't done so already, give us that rating review in Apple Podcast or your preferred podcast app, and definitely give us a review because we're always looking to improve the podcast. So, any uh, suggestions um, along with five star. Uh, rating would be greatly appreciated (laughs) so we can make this podcast better for you and future listeners. Yes. So, um, training recaps. We're going to jump into the training recaps and I'm going to throw it to you because I know you have a lot of uh, training recaps specifically for uh, body region.
0: Yeah, I don't have a lot, Uh but I can say for the last three days I have done... I did a hit workout, a spin workout that was like an endurance spin. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then I did your booty boot camp today. Mm-hmm. And my butt is sore. My legs are dead. Like, right. like my legs haven't felt this depleted in a long time. And it's it's a good feeling because I know... Like I'm not to the point where I can't walk, I can't function, but I am to the point where like I sat on my yoga mat today and stretched for like 45 minutes Mm -hmm. and I, you know, dug out from underneath some furniture, like a tennis ball that I could use for really concentrated muscle work. And yeah, like that's, that's how I know. I'm like, all right, this, there's things happening. Mhm. So, yes. Yeah. It's so, good.
1: But for, for for just to highlight what you did on Booty Boot Camp, um since I was the purveyor, the cultivator of said Booty Boot Camp. Uh <laughs> we warm up with some stretches, mostly kind of a lot of hip, lower body, hamstring flexes, uh stretches, lower back. Um then the warm up was just some banded walks, uh, resistance bands around the ankles. Which,
0: honestly, those things were Rough
1: they're killers uh oh. anybody who doesn't have mini bands uh mini resistance bands get some they're awesome they're really cheap um and they're a really efficient uh, piece of exercise equipment so walks. you might
0: just add those in like to workouts maybe the end of workouts Absolutely. because it was my the outsides of my hips outsides of my legs, which really never get concentrated work because. Oh. I'm not doing, like, I'm not doing kicks. I'm not doing anything like that where, yep. you know, I'm lifting my legs. So, I mean,
1: yeah. yeah. There's, like I said, the side butt. The side <coughs> butt, the gluteus medius, wraps around to the outside, kind of in that area where people will call it the love handle area, that there is a muscle there right on the side of your hips, your gluteus medius. That is does I feel like you say it gets neglected a little bit, but these mini bands really do work that yes. area. So there's so many things you guys can do: walks, uh, clamshells, uh, side lane hip raises, yada yada. Anyways, so back to the workout. Uh, after you did the warm up with the mini band, you went into the three primary movements, which is the squat, the thrust, and the hinge. Um, for squats, you did Bulgarians too. Uh, Bulgarians today. Yes. Which was the foot was actually on a BOSU ball, which some might argue it's not a true Bulgarian. But anyways, I liked it. as I thought it was a good substitute for a foot suspended. It was,
0: yeah, it was definitely challenging because mm-hmm. it yeah. was a balance thrown into, I think, probably the traditional Bulgarian. Right,
1: absolutely. So it's kind of like a split squat, but your foot's up on the BOSU ball, so it makes yeah. it very challenging. Uh, then you went to straight dumbbell deads, uh, deadlifts. Um, kind which of are hinging. like my sweet
0: spot. Mm-hmm. Like that. That goes back to, like, my CrossFit days. Right, yes. I could do a really good clean and jerk Mm -hmm. back then.
1: Yeah. Well, luckily with the muddids, you don't have to worry about pulling anything over your head.
0: Yeah, deadlifts Um, are are good because you mm -hmm. get, like, half that motion. Yeah. So...
1: And they're great for hamstrings. Um, and then, of course, the hip thruster. You're doing single leg hip thrusters today, oh, which are always murder. fun and great for the butt. That's great for the glute maximus, for all you guys wondering <laughs> out there. So, and then you've uh, finished it off with some sled pushes and drags and some dead bugs, which is great for the core. Um, so, another awesome boot camp workout. Glad you came. Glad Ella came. We had our biggest one to date today, so that was pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, Ella um, has earned a fun nickname now Coachella.
1: Yep. Coachella. I know. We're just
0: calling her Coachella because <laughs> it sounds just like the concert. But Coach Ella <laughs> <Yeah>. is Coachella. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love
1: it. I love it. So for myself, for my workouts this week, back to the good routine of uh, two bikes, two kettlebells, and a bodyweight. So I got all those in, um, and it was I did some of my mini band work this week too. Um, I love doing that stuff Bear crawls Was in my uh, Workouts this Mine week Me too So big fan of bear That's crawls That's funny Uh huh And some of those Banded walks So I do them too I don't just subject People who come My clients And my booty campers To uh To just the Banded walks I do them myself So
0: yeah, I
1: practice what I preach
0: It's not easy
1: Mm-hmm. So uh I also got in My stretch session With my stretch lady This week Yeah. And Asana I'm up to 16 minutes at 175 degrees. I'm so jealous. And it is challenging. I'll tell you yeah. that right now. Hey, I will happily get a family membership if you think you can get over to the sauna. So just remember that. If you oh. think you can do it, I'd be happy to add you to the, to the plan.
0: I don't think about that.
1: You got to think about it. Yeah. You, if you can use it, I'd happily get it for you. Yeah. Okay. So let's go into... A roller coaster episode, folks. So yes, yeah, so we're going first we're gonna bring it down a little bit. Okay, so we have some stats. Um, <laughs> Shannon found some. It, it, I think she probably she found the first article which is statistics about some mental health statistics that are currently happening in the united states um post pandemic and then uh, i think she was like all right this is too much of a downer i got to find something that counteracts this. <laughs> but i think what it was one article linked to the other so it was actually kind of useful and and i'm glad that uh, you know they they set it up this way but uh we're just going to throw some stats at you guys right now um about the current state of, uh, based on statistics of the mental health here in the United States currently, uh, post-pandemic.
0: Yes. So I know we've talked about, you know, when we're really in the midst of the pandemic, we talked about how mental health had deteriorated substantially and how, you know, they were projecting that there were going to be massive increases in mental health, needs and you know chronic cases kind of and these i think we're starting to see some of the reports coming out that people are now like assessing where people were and kind of like where they are now because let's be honest no one's better right now like we're not better we we barely some countries are still in lockdown And there's there's still outbreaks. I mean, there was. I got an email saying that there was a COVID test at our our daughter's school. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it's it's still around. And I think for those of us who either don't don't have the awareness or have gotten vaccinated and have not had to wear a mask everywhere they go for the last you know month or so. It's been great, but it's still here. This study was was kind of very, um, I think, bring you back down to earth. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it says that throughout the pandemic, so many people have experienced poor mental health and that they're now saying over 30% of adults in the U.S. are reporting symptoms of anxiety and or... Depressive disorder. Now, you might say, "Well, thirty percent—that's you know, a third of people, mm-hmm. one in three people." Yeah. Uh, but also, let's just think about how the fact that this is up from eleven percent prior to the pandemic—yeah, eleven percent to over thirty percent—it's so almost tripled. That a little is less of tripled, yeah. insane. Yeah, I mean, those are over big time. changes. Yeah. Um, so I mean, it also goes into the study looks at like the the negative mental health outcomes that have affected children and adolescents. Um, talking about like over twenty percent of school age kids, not surprising, have experienced worse, worsened, or mental. Uh, worsened mental or emotional health since the pandemic started of course like their whole like existence and routines were were uprooted mm-hmm. so absolutely I'm, I'm actually surprised that that's not more um, so yeah I think it's it's a startling number and I think it's the tip of the iceberg but it it's definitely bringing back the importance of discussions around me- mental health and how, yes, as big of a physical health eye-opener this pandemic has been, I think it was a bigger eye-opener around the importance and sort of chronic state that we are, that we have, and that's building around mental health.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I feel it's becoming really in the forefront. I mean, there's, you know, major league sports are really taking a a kind of, I feel like, a a forefront. You know, obviously we had with a recent podcast about uh, Naomi Osaka. Um, And then, you know, I know the NFL does a a, a pretty big promotion of, I think, uh, mental health. Awareness Month By wearing I think it's purple I think Um, And I know there's one Particular um, Former I think he's Former NFL player Brandon Marshall Who's huge And really trying to Champion that Because he's actually Gone through several Different like I think Almost you know had been treated for mental health where he had to miss, you know, time in the NFL. So Wasn't there
0: um, wasn't there a former football player who like committed suicide here this year?
1: Sadly, yes. I mean that that's another thing. And that thing. was
0: a big thing that raised a lot of attention. Yes.
1: That's I mean that's a thing that's I I think the one you're referring to is Vincent Jackson yes. here. And yep. yeah, I know there's still some stuff up in the air about if it was an O D or if it was suicide or what, but either way it's mental definitely health was a part of it. A, a yeah. 100%, yes, one hundred percent. So it's um, and I know with especially football players, there's some you know it's it's hard is a hard, difficult you know conversation because it's could be linked to you know head injury and everything. So, um, but regardless, you know we're trying. I think I think really I think media for one thing I think there is <laughs> that I uh, am a fan of in media is trying to promoteness promote promoting the importance of focusing on mental health yes. so um and obviously there's some stats in here that are like we said just disconcerting to for lack of better words um, mm-hmm. um some of the uh, the the sad kind of i don't know if it's the ultimate um thing in regards to mental health which is suicide i mean some of those numbers are increasing um as you guys can imagine that with the these type of feelings of of depression and anxiety, as it goes up, some of those actions are gonna go up too. So um,
0: Yeah, substance but, abuse. Yeah, substance
1: abuse, yeah. And then drug like overdose. You said, just like we talked about the overdose with the the the, the local football player. Um, so it's like all those things and trying to medic self medicate with substances. Mm-hmm. So um, and then the, also that article I was looking about about how people are probably not getting not getting able to get the treatment right. that they want or that they need um, via, you know, due to healthcare program reasons or not having healthcare. So um, it's a very complex issue. And sadly, it's getting, it seems to the stats seem to be that it's getting bigger, a bigger issue. Right. Um, so uh, having that data is a good kind of a a, 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 hopefully it's a good wake-up call for people that we just need to keep this make it paramount that um it can't be just there aren't just crazy people anymore it's not that's not as easy as that there are people with severe mental illnesses which obviously have to be you know moderate you know probably live in a facility and things like that but um there's also a lower level of it where you know People are dealing with daily mental illness that they have to, or mental anxiety, mental um, stress that they have to be treated, whether it be through medication or through therapy. Yep. That that is become that is that is not becoming or not readily available to these people. So um, that's just kind of the starting off point that we wanted to share um, because there is research to how people. Can really kind of self-medicate themselves.
0: Yeah, and just as a reference, this study was this was picked up pretty much all over the place, but it was from Kaiser Family Foundation was Mm -hmm. the one that we read the article on and everything. Um, And they are for I think for those in the health community. Yeah, that the Kaiser. They're pretty. they're pretty well known mm-hmm. health coverage, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, they they cover a lot, and um, this was one of the first articles that we actually found on their their site that we've used. Um, but yeah, this, so. this sets the scene, <laughs> if you will.
1: Right, and I think For this, because I, I remember I was reading through the next article we're going to talk about, and this was kind of linked in there, there were some links in there uh, to this, this, this fact sheet that we just kind of referenced. Um, but the other article we wanted to kind of bring this back up is that it seems that mo- I wouldn't say most of us because I don't know where everybody is, but humans do have the ability to like reframe some of those stressful instances in their life. Yeah. Um, through, basically, I, I Good think Good old-fashioned. Predictive... What did they call it? They called it something like predictive uh, brain. I can't remember. Now I'm looking... I got to look up the article because I don't want to get it wrong. Uh, this is great podcasting right here. Both of us trying to... Work with the Predictive Brain. So they call it The Predictive Brain. Um so basically this this uh, couple different the article we're refer- referring to is on n p r you discovered it yep. on n p r and it kind of follows one uh- i guess i think she was a psychologist or a mental a neuroscientist um and she was talking about how she was having issues you know during quarantine she was just stuck on talking with people on zoom and things like that, and she was just she was just really getting drugged down by, you know, just the, not only being isolated, but seeing people, but not even being able to experience people. So she was trying to rewire her brain to, in order to take some of these stressful situations and almost transition them into like awe-inspiring situations or instances. Mm So I know I'm doing, a, this is a great article for you guys. The, the title of the article is Stuck in a Rut, Sometimes Joy Takes a Little
0: Practice. Um, and it's also available in audio because this oh, is really. NPR we're talking about, mm-hmm. which is probably well, one is. of Three my, favorite, my favorite media mm-hmm. um, out there, pretty mm-hmm. much, uh, organizations. I am a supporter of NPR, Cornerstone member, thank you. But, yeah, this there's a three-minute listen. If you don't nice. have time to read this, go ahead and just do the three-minute listen. It, it will be a good use of your three minutes. And she was a psychologist, by yes, the way. Yes,
1: thank you. I was about to mention I just did that. that. So, <laughs> um, for, I don't want to, obviously, just read straight from the article, because I read it, and I want to kind of... Some of the stuff I brought away from it is that um, she kind of a great... Um, kind of, I, I think it was her or another person who contributed to article. Another uh, neuroscientist they're talking about um, yes. how the brain, the how emotions, the the order of emotions are created in mm-hmm. your body. So, uh, I think people think that uh, they did a grid article or they did a example of like if you see a bear. If you see a bear, usually it's the 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 kind of the reaction of fight or flight happens. Right. So you you have this physiological response in your body where it's adrenaline and heart rate goes up and things like that. And then the fear comes and you either run or you yell and try to scare the bear. So um but for some reason I think people think that once you see the animal, fear Triggers the emotion the physiological responses. Yeah, but the neuroscientist in this article is saying it's the exact exop- They believe it's the opposite. It's that the physiological response actually creates the emotion right so the, um,
0: Essentially the emotion follows the the physical response, mm-hmm. so Instead of thinking, well, I feel an emotion and it causes a physical response, which I think is how we've previously seen right. it. You know, you say like, oh, like, even if it's a positive, you know, I love somebody. So all of a sudden your heart starts pounding and right. all these other things. But what they're finding out more and more of is that the reverse yeah. is true. Right. That the, the physical, physiological response is going to be... Granted, fear is different than love, but yeah. the emotion comes after. And I mean, it's probably like milliseconds yeah. in terms oh, of yeah, the, yeah. the time it happens. But it, it's important to, to make this distinction because it also triggers when in this process do we as humans and the human brain have any say in controlling Mm -hmm. that emotion. Right. That's the big thing. And Mm -hmm. like, and understanding, okay, they're saying now we do. And this is something you, you and I were talking about meditation. We've, we've both been meditating for a while. Um, different ways. I'm like actually taking some pretty big steps in that, that vicinity, um, soon, but meditation is all about becoming the observer in situations and removing the emotional reaction and realizing that you are separate from your emotions and that your emotions are something you do have control over. Mm -hmm. And this article And, you know, these psychologists and neuroscientists are saying, yeah, that's exactly what we're finding. Right. But they also say that, so yes, you can choose, you know, which emotion do you need to help in a certain situation? Your brain is having that conversation. Mm -hmm. Like, I see a bear. Should I love it? Should I Mm -hmm. hate it? Should I be mad at it? Like, what do I do? What's going to help me survive? Well, probably fear, you know, like probably going to be fear. Now we laugh because this is our, our like version, but your brain has this conversation in a
1: heartbeat. Yeah. I'm laughing because I was just thinking about Buddy the Elf and the <laughs> Elf when he goes up to the raccoon and he's like, oh, look at you. Do? And then the raccoon jumps <laughs> on his face. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Go yeah, ahead. That's, You're rolling. That's
0: exactly it. Um, so your brain uses they, they talk specifically about how your brain uses like sometimes it's just one piece of information or many. Um, but it's it's all based on your experience. It's learned. Your emotional response mm-hmm. is learned. Thus why Buddy the Elf, it's actually a really good example. Of course, didn't that's why I said it. know how to react to a raccoon. <laughs> And that you probably should be terrified. It has rabies, and he went to give it a hug because he he all he knew was oh it's a furry creature let me give it a hug they're cuddly and cute and you know are claymation, so yeah, it was a big it was a big difference, but that's what they're saying they're saying that that emotional response is learned essentially mm-hmm. it's based off your experience so if you are taught from young childhood when you see a bear you freaking haul butt as fast as you can away be afraid be afraid be afraid that's what you will feel if you are taught you see a bear like let's say i'm you know just going off but if you're taught i see a bear i have to kill it i have to hunt it that's going to be a little different of a reaction you know mm-hmm. there's going to be excitement there's going to be you know a whole range of, of things triggered so, that's that's kind of the the big aha moment for this, mm-hmm. and they're talking about how it's it's kind of like emotional muscle memory. Yeah,
1: and yeah, that, that and I, I agree. And like, it's interesting because in this article, pretty much what you're alluding to is like, um, they talk about the importance of kind of like being physiologically. Uh, in shape, so being physically fit, how that can be beneficial to your emotional well-being. About how um, it says, according to the new theory, the brain constructs emotions based largely on physiological signals and other sensations from your body. So by boosting your physical health, you can decrease the chance your body will send unpleasant signals to your brain and in turn increase the chance your brain will construct positive emotions instead of negative ones. So not only, like you said, it's a 2 prong kind of thing in order to do this, this, this muscle, this emotional muscle memory. It's be physically fit, because being physically fit translates how we already talked. The physiological response happens first to create the emotional response. So being physically fit helps the emotional response, but then it's kind of constructing the emotional or relating the emotion to something positive opposed to something negative. Yeah. So I think they gave a great uh, example in the article about um, this lady was, she would, I think the, the psychologist was on Zoom calls with people in China all day and stuff like that and talking to them. And she was like, instead of being just zapped from doing 14 hours of zoom calls she was like she really turned it into positive uh, almost like a sensation of awe, because she was like i'm talking to people that are halfway across the world
0: mm-hmm. and helping
1: them with their emotional issues yeah and she was like uh 20 years probably 25 years um and she's seen them on the screen via Zoom. She's like, this wouldn't have happened 25 years. Right. You know, so she's taking something that probably caused her a little stress and fatigue and putting a, almost a, a tag on it, a positive tag on it, so that her body, her mind remembers that next time this comes back up, when she has another 14-hour day on Zoom, it's actually she has more of a positive response than a negative
0: Yeah, and I like the way that they they talk about it. They say that you can cultivate the emotions you want to have in the future. So there's a saying that if you ever take like a yoga class or have people in your life that are like yoga practitioners or something, Um, There's a saying that you you hear pretty regular. It's um, attention goes where, where, you know, energy flows where attention goes. Okay. And it's all about, you know, what's going to happen, the actual energy and the activity is going to be directed to whatever you're focused on so you think about wherever your attention is all the like energies going there so you're going to see something happen to what you're focused on and where your attention is if you are focusing on negative if you are focusing on the stressful if you are focusing on the worst parts of your day that is all you're going to experience it's about that experiential thing as far as where your attention is. That's what you're going to experience. You could be standing 20 feet next to something remarkable, but if you just got stung by a bee and are consumed by that, you're all you're going to be able to do is go, holy crap, I just got stung by a bee. This is the worst day ever. Hopefully you're not allergic, but you know, like, oh my gosh. And you, you completely missed that other great thing happening. It's the same thing when you have, and I'm sure we've all encountered people and maybe we've even been there ourselves and know this feeling. You find yourself in a spiral Mm -hmm. and, or, you know, someone that's in a spiral and they literally, they can have something bad happen to them. And then they get into this sort of, it's like they also, you hear it called a self fulfilling prophecy where they just, they're like, Oh my God, my life is terrible this bad stuff always happens to me. You know, I can't, I can't do anything right or like nothing can ever just go right for me. And then they miss all the good stuff that might be happening around them or mm-hmm. might be attached to this. And it's like, yes, you know what? Life, bad things happen in life, right. but there's also a lot of incredible things and The amazing part about what they're saying in this article is the idea you can choose to focus on cultivating those more positive related emotions um, versus those negative ones. And thereby, it is like muscle memory. Your body reaches for the emotions that it's most used to experiencing. So if you are only thinking about negative things all the time and you go, why can't I think about positive things? Why can't I just be freaking happy? Mm-hmm. It's because it takes practice. It is not something that you just flip a switch. You take a pill. I know you. there's people out there going, well, I can take a pill and I can be happy. It's not actually, <laughs> that's not how it works. But they're saying that you can start practicing and pulling in more of these positive emotions. Right. And your, your body will reach for those if they are more commonly used.
1: Right. And that, that's, Which is
0: kind of amazing.
1: Like I said, that, that's a great way <laughs> that you guys took the words out of my mouth. That is amazing because, like you said... I, I think am in awe. Because people... I think you said, it. I think, feel like people thought it was vice versa. I think it's like they thought the emotion resulted in the physiological response, but it's actually the opposite. And not only is it the opposite, but you have the ability to somewhat control the emotion that you attach to a situation. So, And you can practice it. You can practice it. You can sit like... You say the meditation, being mindful, being present and thing trying to analyze. In there they talk about a gratitude journal. They talk about helping others and service. Positive emotions. Yeah, yep. and about doing service and helping others and how beneficial that is to making people feel better. Um, you know, going on walks and analyzing things around you, like, oh, this tree I mean for us like Just looking at our yard, I mean, the oak trees. Oak trees in our yards are almost 100 years old. One's over 100, one's almost 100. They're magnificent. So, I mean, that's kind of, they were here before any of my, probably older than any of my oldest relatives, which is kind of crazy to think about, you know. So, I mean, just something like that is, like you said, awe-inspiring. You get it, get into a flow state. And um, those are things that I think can help everybody, can help those who are experiencing the anxiety and depression that we kind of outlined, the, the 30% of Americans, um, adult Americans, and what, 20% of adolescents and kids. Um, I know it's it's probably, I say it's probably a harder concept to teach the kids, but it's probably easier, honestly.
0: I think kids, I mean, it, it is it is very much a, like, sort of environment. It is learned. So, I mean, if, if you are not a family that, you know, has practices already in place it's probably going to be a little bit more of a learning curve like right. if you've got especially if you're from like you know a broken family or something like that this is going to be this is going to be new and hard right. you know so i mean these are things that i learned as an adult right yeah. um and but it, it also kind of makes you go oh that kind of makes sense like if you've been the person who's been in a downward spiral and you see some like chipper little bubbly person popping around and you're like, "What the hell is wrong with them? Like why do they always have to be so happy? Do they ever have a bad day i mean i've I've been in the dark places, yeah, I know, but now it's kind of makes more sense because if you are practicing these things more regularly, mm-hmm. you're more apt. Your brain is gonna reach for that versus the, oh, like, I should feel bad about this. Right, Like, my dad's car was stolen a week ago. Not, this is like just, he was here visiting. I, sh- I should feel terrible, right? His phone was in the car. He had a phone that I hated. It wasn't compatible with any of our phones. I've been after him for two years to lose this phone. When his car was stolen, there was a part of me that felt bad, you know? That somehow this was my fault, it was just a whole other, whole other complex that I have. But I was actually just damn grateful because his wallet was in here, everything was in here except guess what? The damn phone I hated. And yes, he had to go buy a new phone that sucked, but I've been after him for two years to get a new right. phone. And it was and his was rental like, car. So it was it wasn't a rental his car. car, yes yeah. that is actual. so my mind almost immediately went to identifying what are the positive things that we need to be really grateful for. Mm-hmm. And I tell you, like I know it was not my car, if it was my car, I probably would have been spiraling as well, but Working on those positives, like, not his car, none of his other stuff was in there. Right. The fact that his phone is now gone, he needs to get a new one. Yes, that sucks for him. I'm super sorry. But, like, he needed to get a new phone right. anyways. So there's, there were things. Like, everybody was safe. Yeah. It was fine. So it was like, that, that experience ruined his whole trip. Right. It was downhill from that experience. But I couldn't help but noticing when I was reading this article and when I went through that experience, I was like, "It's true. Like when you do experience bad things, you do start looking at those things you're grateful for when you're used to doing that, or right. when you when you practice that."
1: True, and that's uh, I'm glad you shared that with it because I was thinking about it when you were talking about that. <laughs> um and uh a little so,
0: relative yeah. anecdote
1: <laughs> so you know uh just to kind of sum it up for especially for that second article we talked about the all the you know the uh the uh, the stuck in a rut you know uh, appreciation a little bit of uh, uh you can basically not only focus on your physical fitness um can help your mental fitness but Practicing, emotional basically, health. emotional health by um, doing muscle memory, by trying to attach positive feelings to uh, often stressful situations. Yeah. So, you know, try to say, I know it's it's a cliche kind of thing, but look at the bright side. You know, like I said, it's... It, it is, I know you want it,
0: to punch somebody when they yes. say that. Yes. When you are feeling know. like I'm crap. I I'm just,
1: I'm very, hopefully we've described it a little bit <laughs> like better than just punch. that, you know? <laughs> uh, but uh, that's its kind of thing. You got it by, like I said, by attaching positive tags to normal stressful situations, you can actually rewire your brain to have a better outlook when set, these type of situations happen in the future. Yes. So a better emotional response yes. So hopefully a healthier um, mental um, state of being. So yep. really good. I'm pumped. That was a great article. Look, I'm glad you found it. Uh, and that's got me pumped in addition to what's got us pumped
0: there's a lot of pumps mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> that's what she said what? anyways <laughs> would you like to go first or second?
0: you can go first
1: what's got me pumped is talking about flow state I'm gonna go into flow state um, I'm gonna put a positive tag on what I'm gonna do tomorrow because um, I'm going back to jujitsu for the first time possibly in almost four years because I know... I think the last day I did jiu-jitsu was the day before Ella was born. Um, so... Uh, or maybe the week before Ella was born. Anywho. So... And she's almost four. So... Um, I know I'm probably going to get my butt kicked. But... I'm going to be happy about it. Because...
0: <laughs> but you're going to be a as happy far as, kicked
1: butt. As far as... As far as, like... Uh... One thing I think I don't know if it was uh, Listed in those uh, Kind of Emotions Or positive emotions But being hu- Humility Or being humble That's one thing I've always I always got When I did Jiu Jitsu um, It probably usually Goes hand in hand With you know Getting beat up But um, yes. Yeah, so humility um, I'm looking forward To that Because I know I'm going to experience A lot of that tomorrow
0: <laughs>
1: So what about you? What is your
0: uh. Well, mine is attached not to a specific thing, but rather to an activity that we've been doing a lot more of this past week than we have in over a year, and that's travel planning. Yes. And not just like, hey, let's dream about places we want to go someday, but actually making the plans, buying the tickets coordinating the family members looking at how ridiculous car rental prices Mm -hmm. are i mean all the things Mm -hmm. it is it's happening folks we've got we've got one trip we're going on in a week we've got another trip that we just bought tickets for this fall we've got another trip that was actually the result of a canceled trip during the pandemic, mm-hmm. and that we're now like, hey, we've got a credit, we should do something with this. Right. Um, and we're now planning that. And you even went as far to research some other destinations that we've talked about uh, going as a family and finding out like less expensive ways to do them. Yeah. So it's just, it's so nice to feel. Like, we're actually going to go places again. Mm-hmm. Like, that Dr. Seuss book. Oh, I know there's some people girl. that hate Dr. Seuss now, but he did have, yeah, he mm-hmm. does have one of my favorite books. Oh, The Places You'll Go. I feel like I can really embrace that. <laughs> okay. Like really yeah. embrace it now. Okay. So, you That's know. Good. it's It's... it's mm-hmm. That's big stuff. I was going to say mm-hmm. it's the small things, but it's big. Like that's yeah. big. I'm going to get to see friends and family I haven't seen in two years. That's awesome. Oh. I'm
1: excited too. It's we're gonna. It's gonna be fun. It's like this year is going by so fast already, but now we got some really cool things to look forward. To. We, I mean, looking forward yeah. to everything this year. But these are like it's been so long for these travel things. So yeah, I'm very pumped about that too. So great. I mean, this episode. Like I said, ups and downs. More ups and downs though so i hope you guys appreciate that (laughs) look on the bright side exactly we appreciate you guys listening that's definitely something to be happy about um you guys checking out the podcast every week like i said we're up over 270 episodes so go back in the catalog guys check all those ones out um check out some interviews check out some product reviews check out some macros games so much for you guys to check out and just let us know what you think by leaving that rating review Got anything else for us?
0: No, but I will add just one little disclaimer. It's not so much something to add, but just a disclaimer. If you are a person who is in a downward spiral, you are looking at the stats and you are not feeling encouraged by them. You feel further discouraged. If this conversation has triggered you in any negative way, please do seek a mental health professional. There is... No embarrassment, no shame, nothing wrong with that. And we are by no means trying to say or belittle um, those really serious issues that many people are dealing with. Mm -hmm. We know that just practicing joy is, is not always going to be a solution. So please, please, please seek a mental health professional And get perspective. Bring up this conversation if you think this is like something that you could talk about with them. Whatever it is, but do talk to somebody. We are not mental health experts. We're just talking about interesting information. So that is my note to leave everybody on.
1: Great, great uh, disclaimer at the end. But also a great way to hopefully... Uh, encourage people to take that next step because that is very important all right this has been another edition of the addicted to fitness podcast and we'll check you next time bye for all things addicted to fitness you can check out our website addicted to fitness you can also give us a follow on twitter at the atf podcast and like and follow the addicted to fitness podcast facebook page Last but not least, please give us a rating and review in the iTunes store. Thanks.